2: And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Over the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to look at the last new attraction that Walt Disney himself actually had a hand in creating, the Carousel of Progress. The story behind the attraction is interesting and is worth spending some time on. So let's take a trip back in time and down memory lane and see how it all got started. Disneyland Park's initial success emboldened Walt Disney to think bigger. By the late 1950s, he had talked about a planned expansion to Main Street USA. The expansion would have two distinct districts, International Street and Edison Square. International Street would occupy the space at the northeast corner of Disneyland's Main Street, which had been left open for an expansion to connect to the Town Square area. If we look at some of the concept art, we can see that the area would have celebrated different cultures from around the world. The street would have hosted a variety of architectural styles, such as an English pub and a Danish toy shop. However, it was delayed and ultimately canceled due to a lack of funds, with Disney instead focusing on finishing off Tomorrowland. Does any of this sound familiar? Yeah, this was the genesis of the Permanent World's Fair and what became the World Showcase Area at Epcot. Edison Square, the other area, was to be the urban residential neighborhood adjacent to the commercial Main Street, USA. The site was directly behind the Plaza Inn, which was Swift's Red Wagon Inn back then, between Main Street and Tomorrowland. Among the things to see, the idea was to talk about great inventions, kind of what Communicore became when the other half of Epcot, the Future World, first opened. Anyone else see Walt's vision in here? He really did have a vision for what he wanted to do. And to a large degree, Epcot, the way it was designed, not the way he had planned it, did incorporate a lot of those designs. Now, turning back to Edison Square, guests would be treated to a show that was hosted by an electromechanical man named Wilbur K. Watt. The show would chronicle the evolution of the electricity in the home from the 19th century to the present and beyond, showing how much electrical appliances, and Walt had in mind specifically appliances from the General Electric Company, would have benefited American life. After each time period, or act, was over, the audience would get up and walk to the next one. Conceptually, Walt Disney developed a concept for an attraction showcasing progress in American homes. Guests would walk from theater to theater inside a horseshoe-shaped structure to experience The American Home Pre-Electricity, An American Home Advent of Electricity, Contemporary Living, and The Electronic Age. Now remember, this is the 1950s, so they were thinking big, The Electronic Age. But as you can surmise, it never materialized. One of the reasons for this was that Walt was ahead of his time. The technology available to put on a show like this just wasn't ready. And while Walt's web designers probably could have created it, it would have taken time and money two things that he really didn't have in abundance at that point in time. But they say no idea at Disney ever really dies, because things tend to stay on the drawing board and eventually come back to life. Now, of course, as I mentioned, part of this became Epcot, and another part of this continued to evolve as the 1964 World's Fair came into focus. As several companies did at the time, General Electric approached Walt Disney to develop a show for the company's pavilion at the World's Fair. And, of course, Disney leapt at the chance. He wanted to rekindle his relationship with GE, at least in part because GE would fund the project and the new technology that would be necessary to bring it to life. Walt pitched his idea of an electrical progress show to General Electric, and they loved it. And so his web designer set about developing a show. They wanted to go through time talking about how electricity has brought good things to life. They briefly considered live performers, but that would never work. So, they considered using an earlier version of the audio animatronic they were developing for Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. But these would amount to a series of less complex audio animatronic figures that could repeat the show time and again. But they still had to overcome the issue of getting people between the acts, or shows as they would be. Standing up, walking to the next theater, and then getting reseated would be time consuming and chaotic. So, they had to rethink their plan. Roger Brogi had an idea. Working with the team, he devised a carousel theater so that the audience could stay seated and ride around a stationary set of stages instead of getting up and walking from stage to stage. This technology allowed the audience to remain comfortably in place during scene changes and avoided the time consuming disruption of changing seats repeatedly during a show. But there was one big leap here. The innovative nature of it was that the audience rotated around the stationary set of stages. Now, the reason for this is fairly simple. The theaters themselves would have a lot of moving parts, with speakers, lights, and animatronics being difficult enough to manage in one place without them having to move to the audience. Better to have the audience come to them and they could stay completely stationary.
3: Now, another of our World Fair exhibits that features the audio animatronics is the Carousel Theater of Progress. Well, how do you do? (laughs) This is the Carousel Theater of Progress in act one the audience meets an audio animatronic family the time is just before the turn of the century father the host tells the joys of living in the pre-electric era next our audience moves to act two and the 1920s now the family has all kinds of new contraptions to make life more enjoyable including a crystal radio then our audience moves to the fabulous forties the beginning of the electronic era and the age of television. The last act of the carousel theater shows the wonderful family life of today with its leisurely push-button living. Now let's go over to the full-scale set. Well, as we clear the set, we want to have a little dry run. Girls, can you let that go for a while? We just want to do a dry run on this thing. Okay, Wavenol, you ready? This is the stage for act one of the Carousel Theatre, Progress. Stages for the other acts are being assembled at other places in the studio for a complete audio-animatronic dress rehearsal. Now, this contraption here might look like something from outer space, but it's actually a control harness for programming the actions and gestures of our audio-animatronic figures. Shall we show them how it works? Really, will This is the Carousel Theater host. Whatever the man in the harness does, this figure will respond simultaneously in the same manner. If you care for your life, I don't think we better. No smoking on the stage. He can, uh, oh, read the newspaper. How about showing how you read the newspaper? What's the date of that thing? 1890. <laughs> The operator of the control harness has to be a bit of a ham actor, as you can see. Now, you know, all of the operator's actions are recorded on tape. And separate tapes are made for each of our figures. And it takes lots of rehearsal and refinement to get the gestures to be lifelike. Adding dialogue is a separate operation. For this, the operator synchronizes his lip movements with a pre-recorded dialogue track. In this way, we make the figures talk. This electronically controlled method of programming can give us a wide range of movements. A broad gesture to the wink of an eye. That's it. Thank you. Now, for a better understanding of the carousel theater, let's go over to the brain of the audio-animatronic figures. These machines are what make the audio-animatronic figures move and talk. The actions, including facial expressions from the lifting of an eyebrow to a smile and the dialogue, are programmed on tape. Ready ready for a demonstration, Irv? Now when this first machine finishes with its phase, as it is going to do pretty soon, it'll trigger this other machine, which programs the next phase of the show. Now while this is happening, the first machine will rewind itself to its starting point. Yet during this interchange, we don't lose so much as the wink of an eye.
2: With the concept in place, it was time to consider music. Walt turned to the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert, to create a song that could serve as the attraction's tune and could be used to bridge between the acts and the show. Walt explained to the brothers what the show was about, and they felt his enthusiasm and wrote, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. The Shermans later stated that they believed that that song was Walt's theme song because he was so optimistic and excited about the future of technology itself.
3: There's a Great Big Beautiful
4: for you and me So there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful
3: tomorrow Just a dream away Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. Our songwriters, Dick and Bob Sherman of the Walt Disney Studio. The Sherman brothers have written many of the wonderful songs for our motion pictures and television shows. And I think this song, written especially for you, captures the spirit of the General Electric Pavilion at the New York World's Fair. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Say goodbye to
0: the folks. Bye-bye.
2: The designers worked through the design side by side with Walt, remembering that they wanted to move the audience efficiently. They came up with a four-part story to tell, and then added in a load and unload zone. The basic idea was that the doors would open up in the load area, allowing guests to go in and take their seat, and at a certain time the doors would close and you would be introduced to the show. Then you would rotate into scene 1, then scenes 2, 3, and 4, and finally you would enter the unload area where the doors would open and you would exit. The entire thing would last about 20 minutes, and the new shows would load every 4 minutes, each time a now-empty theater rotated into place. Divider walls were at the end of each seating area so that each of the acts could be closed off and kept separate and distinct so that you really wouldn't see anything else until you got there. And also, you wouldn't have sound coming in from the other theaters. Now, each of the first three stages consists of a central portion where the narrator sits, along with his dog. On either side of the stage is another two-part stage that's covered with a cloth scrim. When the cloth is lit from behind, that stage is then visible. These are meant to represent other rooms in the house where your narrator lives. After they're lit up and we see that side of the room, the lights dim, and then that stage would rotate, bringing in the other part that they wanted to use. I have to say the design was pure genius, and it had a pretty good capacity per hour. There were 240 seats in each theater, so that works out to about 3,600 people per hour that could be taken through the attraction. Now back to the storyline. The four scenes would represent an era as well as a season. So the first would be the turn of the 20th century in spring. The second would be the 1920s in summer, the third would be the 1940s in the fall, and finally the last act would be what at the time was the current era, the 1960s in wintertime. So through 20-year leaps in time, we also move through the calendar of seasons. The premise would be the exploration of the joys of living through the advent of electricity and other technological advances during the 20th century via a typical American family, Because it was now a family, Wilbur K. Watt was dropped from the storyline and replaced with a father figure as the narrator and storyteller. So let's talk about the four scenes and what they look like. If we look at the way the stages are set up, it's very clever. In each of the first three scenes, the father and his dog are sitting in the middle of the stage, and the father is telling us the story. He's telling us about how the appliances he's got in the kitchen and around the house really make his life great. Then there's the interplay with other rooms in the house. And the other rooms are represented on these side stages that rotate. So they'll go left, right, left, right as they go through it. So that way they have time to turn the screens as they're going through the four-minute segment. And included in each of the side stages is the mother, the son, the older daughter, the younger daughter, the grandmother, and the grandfather are all there in the house. And they're talking about various things in their life and what life is like for them at this time period. Your visitor has kind of a clever little interplay there where he's laying in a tub, and he's got a fan blowing on a block of ice, and he's talking about air cooling. And it's kind of a cute little nod to the way General Electric produced air conditioning shortly after that time period. Those sneaky Imagineers, they keep getting little things in there that kind of slip past you otherwise. Now, in the fourth scene, everything's a little bit different. Everyone is sitting on one stage rather than being on separate stages. So the father is still the central point of the stage, and the dog is still there, but everyone else who appears in the storyline is sitting somewhere on the main stage, and they all take turns interacting and talking. It's a way to bring everyone together into the current era. It's very clever the way they've set this up, and I think it's really neat, because it kind of brings together the family in one unit when it's, when it's wintertime. And so those are the scenes in the story. And that's the way the story comes together. It tells that cycle, that time period between the the 60 years, between the turn of the century and the 1960s. To put the show together, the web designers came up with an idea to add someone familiar as the voice of the narrator slash father, and that is singing cowboy Rex Allen. He was tapped to voice him as the host and narrator of the show. Now, Rex Allen was known to Disney. He was the, known as the Arizona cowboy and is the narrator of many Disney nature and Western productions. I'm sure you would recognize him. In fact, here's what he sounds like. Rex Allen.
5: Thank you, Mr. Benton. Tonight, folks, I'd like to sing a real old timer. It's called Strawberry Roan. Let me tell you a tale and a good one I own Of a bucking old bronco, a strawberry roan I was hanging round town, not earning a dime Out of a job, just spending my time When a stranger steps up and he says, I suppose You're a bronc-busting man from the looks of your clothes So I says, guess you're right, there's none I can't tame If it's riding wild ponies, that's my middle name Oh, that strawberry roan. Oh, that strawberry roan. I'll ride him until he lies down with a groan. There's nary a bronco I couldn't bring home. Bring on your strawberry roan. Like everything else, a good legend's got to have a good beginning. It was in the spring of 89 he was born, a litter of five pups. Now, these young ones were off to a good start on a number of counts. For one thing, they were lucky just having El Faros for their dad. It's a common thing in nature for the male animal to kill his offspring, if he can get to them. But the wolf's different. He's about the best parent there is because he's gentle with his young. The wolf's loyal, too. Something most folks don't realize is that wolves mate for life. At six weeks of age, Lobo wasn't much of a legend. Not yet, anyway. About the only thing different, maybe, he was a little more curious than the rest of the litter. He sort of liked to follow his nose, find out what was going on around the neighborhood. And Lobo caught on fast. The truth was, all his life he'd be one to learn from experience. What's more important? Store it up and remember it. It soon became plain that the pups were growing fast. And about ready for good red meat. Delferos knew it was time to go hunting again.
2: Now later, Alan commented that he had no idea exactly what he was getting into. But it all worked out pretty well, I'd say. The show opened at the 1964 World's Fair as Progress Land. Like any other Disney show that that was at the fair, it was wildly popular and one of the most visited pavilions at the fair. So much so that even at 3,600 people per hour, wait times could be up to an hour the rotation of the stage in the initial incarnation of the show was clockwise around the six fixed stages. There were identical load and unload theaters with a dazzling wall of light and kaleidoscope screen, and the performers appeared in each time vignettes literally as a carousel of progress. So incidentally, for the 1965 season of the World's Fair, a massive covered queue was constructed next to the General Electric Pavilion on an empty lot to protect visitors from the New York's hot summer sun. At the end of the carousel show, fairgoers were invited to walk up to the second floor of the pavilion and see the General Electric Sky Dome Spectacular. The Sky Dome Spectacular projected images of nature and energy into the domed roof of the GE Pavilion, similar to what a planetarium does. This show demonstrated the many ways that GE was harnessing electricity and the power of the sun for the benefit of its customers. At the end of the spectacular, there was a demonstration of a controlled thermonuclear fusion to be witnessed by a large general audience. A magnetic field squeezed a plasma of deuterium gas for a few millionths of a second at a temperature of 20 million degrees Fahrenheit. There was a vivid flash and loud report as atoms collided, creating free energy evidenced on the instruments. The temperature listed in the 1964 guidebook was 20 million degrees Fahrenheit. And then in the 1965 guidebook, it went up to 50 million degrees Fahrenheit. So you get a sense of GE was really trying to sell this as something spectacular and fun. So that was the way the show set up as progress landed at the World's Fair. Now I think it's time to actually take a listen to the show as it was put together. So here's the audio from the 1964-5 World's Fair.
5: Welcome to the General Electric Carousel of Progress. Now, most carousels just go round and round without getting anywhere. But on this one, at every turn, we'll be making progress. And progress is not just moving ahead. It's dreaming and working and building a better way of life. Progress is the sound of a motor. The hum of a turbine. The heartbeat of a factory. The sound of a symphony. The roar of a rocket. Progress is people getting released from drudgery, gaining more time to enjoy themselves and live richer lives. And as long as man dreams and works and builds, this progress will go on in your life. And mine. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream away. Well, the robins are back. That's a sure sign of spring. What year is it? Oh, just before the turn of the century. And believe me, things couldn't be any better than they are today. Yes, sir, we've got all the latest things. Gas lamps, a telephone, and the latest design in cast iron stoves. That reservoir keeps five gallons of water hot all day on just three buckets of coal. Sure beats chopping wood. And isn't our new ice box a beauty? Holds 50 pounds of ice. Milk doesn't sour as quick as it used to. Our dog Rover here keeps the water in the drip pan from overflowing. You know, it wasn't too long ago we had to carry water from a well. But thanks to progress, we've got a pump right here in the kitchen. Of course, we keep a bucket of water handy to prime it with. Yes, sir. We've got everything to make life easier. Mother, I was reading about a fella named Tom Edison who's working on an idea for snap-on electric lights.
6: I'll believe that when I see it.
5: <laughs> That's my wife, Sarah.
6: But with my new wash day marvel, it takes only five hours to do the wash. Imagine.
5: That's right, folks. Now Mother has time for recreations, like the...
6: Like canning and polishing the stove?
5: (laughs) Okay, Mother. You just iron the wrinkles out of my shirts.
6: Yes, dear.
5: But no one can improve on nature for drying clothes. Oh, well, the cistern was low on rainwater anyway. Rover. Mind your manners. You know, spring cleaning is a lot easier than it used to be. Our new air suction vacuum cleaner operates on one boy power. Sure, an improvement over the old carpet beater. Folks, we don't have an opera house in our town, but right here in our own home, we got the next best thing, a talking machine.
3: She keeps that
4: thing going all day long. That tenor's driving me nuts.
0: Progress.
5: But you know the young folks have their own ideas about entertainment. Jane, our teenage daughter,'s getting ready to go to a trolley party on one of those new electric streetcars. She says hay rides are old fashioned. Don't be upset, daughter. They're friends. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to imagine how life could be any easier. But there's a new company, uh, General Electric, they call it, who are trying to bring the same power that runs the trolley into folks' homes. I don't know, but if those fellas work that out, one thing is certain. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Hottest summer we've had in years. Well, we've progressed a long way since the turn of the century, 20 years ago, but no one realized then that this would be the age of electricity. Everyone's using it. Farmers, factories, whole towns. With electric streetlights, we don't worry so much about the youngsters being out after dark. And what a difference in our home! We can run as many wires as we need in any direction for Mother's new electrical servants. Electric sewing machine, coffee percolator, toaster, waffle iron, refrigerator, and they all go to work at the click of a switch. Take it easy, you'll blow a fuse Buster, leave him alone Well, the days of lugging heavy hot irons From an old cook stove to an ironing board Are gone forever And with an electric iron and electric lights Mother has something to do to fill in her evenings Now it's no problem at all To get my collar smooth Right, Mother?
6: Yes, dear
5: Oh, by the way, we've got a phonograph now And there's a new kind of music called jazz that all the youngsters go for. With his crystal set, Grandpa can get big time entertainment from distances up to a hundred miles away. Now that's called static. There's something progress can't improve on. It's called romance.
6: Jane, it's after 9.30. Yes, Mother.
5: (laughs) Mother broadcast the time signals long before radio got the idea. (coughs) Cut that out, Buster. Well, we've got indoor plumbing now. Saves a lot of walking. In our new bathroom, we've got a a house guest. Cousin Orville. And as usual, he's taken over the coolest spot in the house. I will say one thing for him, though. Orville's rigged up something pretty clever. He calls it air cooling. (laughs) Too bad he's not reading the help-wanted ads.
3: No privacy. It's all around this place.
5: Uh, Sorry, Orville. You know, considering all the conveniences we have, it looks as though we've progressed about as far as we can but when we read about the things those research people at General Electric are working on, well, we can be sure of one thing. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Well, it's autumn again, and the kids are back in school. Thank goodness. Now we're in the frantic 40s, and it's amazing how today's household appliances are helping to take over the hard work, like our new electric washing machine. It does about everything but hang up the clothes. And electric ranges are a big improvement over those early models of the 1920s. And refrigerators are bigger and better than ever. It keeps vegetables garden-fresh for days. There's a meat compartment, and it makes lots more ice cubes. Dishwashing has gone electric, too. And that's real progress, believe me. Sport, stop picking on him. Yes, sir, kitchens are now places to relax in. I spend lots of time here. Have to. Grandma and Grandpa have taken over my den. Radios and automatic record players are now combined in one unit. And Grandma has a new hearing aid. Hmm? Nothing, Grandma.
0: Oh,
6: I thought you said I had a new hearing aid.
5: <laughs> well, our whole. Sport! Well, our whole family is caught up in the new do it yourself craze. Mother's remodeling my basement workshop into something called a rumpus room. Be careful now, Mother.
6: Don't worry about me, dear.
5: Mother's pretty ingenious, like using her food mixer for stirring paint. (laughs) Well, that's my wife, Sarah. You know, I remember when...
6: Oh! Darn.
5: Is there a doctor in the house?
6: Never mind. I'm all right, dear.
5: (laughs) Well, okay. Now, where was I? Oh. Oh. Remember back in the 20s when young people got their exercise dancing the Charleston? Well, today our daughter Jane keeps in shape with electricity.
0: Babs, did you know that Helen is going steady with
2: Liddy Roy? Imagine! Jane, are you going to the dance? Yes, but
0: I'm
2: not going to the dance with that jerk Wilfred. I don't blame you one bit. Besides, I wouldn't be seen in his old jalopy. Makes me bounce and shake like a bowl of jelly. Oh, and listen... I'm
5: having another phone put in next week. <laughs> now stop that! He may be a good customer of General Electric. Well, thanks to progress, Mother and I can spend more time together. We've got the new electronic babysitter. Television is here, and no doubt it will improve. But I'll bet there'll always be the good guys shooting it out with the bad guys. Yes, sir. It seems like these are the best years of our lives. (laughs) Or does that sound like an echo from the past? Well... I guess it's about time to move on. All of us should know the song by now. Let's sing it together. Oh, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away
6: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
5: We were just reminiscing about Christmas in the old days when, when... getting
6: ready for the holidays meant hectic days of cleaning house and preparing extra food.
5: And as I started to say... When
6: Christmas Day arrived, I was too exhausted to enjoy it.
5: But today our new... Yes,
6: today our new all-electric medallion home gives us lots more time to enjoy ourselves.
5: In fact, it's Would a- you
6: believe it? I'm cooking dinner. Or rather, my electric range is. I just set the time and temperature controls and relax. It even has a self-cleaning oven. Oh, I love the new kitchen lighting. And we were able to pick our appliance colors from so many beautiful combinations.
5: All of the appliances are improved today. Take a refrigerator. Why I remember when... when the
6: man of the house had to work twice as many hours to earn one as he does now. And today we have a better product.
5: You took the words right out of my mouth, dear.
6: And I'm thrilled with my new dishwasher. And doing a big family wash is simply a breeze now. Oh, how I used to dread doing that job.
5: Now Mother has time for... For
6: activities like my garden club, the literary society, the ladies' bowling league, and...
5: Quiet while Mother's interrupting.
6: Home entertainment for our family is centered in one area. And from here, we can enjoy radio, hi-fi, and stereo music anywhere in our Medallion home. And television programming is so much improved today.
5: What mother means is they're still shooting it out, but now it's in color.
6: And speaking of color, look what wonderful things can be done with lighting today. We can create new color schemes on walls, carpets, and fabrics.
5: And at the same time, have mood music to go with it.
6: You're probably wondering what happened to Grandma and Grandpa. Well, they're no longer with us. They have their own home now in a community for senior citizens
5: grandpa is in the 80s his golf score that is
6: the children are at the airport to meet grandma and grandpa
5: they're arriving by jet plane to to... spend
6: christmas with us yes the progress of the last century has changed all our lives mother it has brought us convenience and enjoyment we never knew before mother and given us opportunity to enrich our minds and fulfill our lives dear you've hardly said a word Why don't you say something?
5: (laughs) Well, I would like to say this much. Progress is something we can't take for granted. Progress takes a lot of people wanting it and willing to work for it. And so, next you'll be seeing scientists and engineers at General Electric working to make tomorrow's world an even better place to live in. There's a great big
0: beautiful tomorrow.
5: Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away
4: lightning, raw energy, uncontrolled, a source of fear, and yet a challenge, one that has sparked man's endless quest to harness and to use the turbulent power of nature. A flash of lightning and a flicker of fire, fire that spread and changed the world as man put nature's energy to work for him. unlocked the energy of wood and coal and made his own fire. He boiled water and mastered the mighty muscles of steam. And then with great turbine generators, he transformed steam into the substance of thunderbolts. He made electricity. Man's strongest, most faithful servant whose tireless hands have carved a vast new world. Yet today man taps far greater energies, inexhaustible fuels, new ways to create electrical power. The atom. Energy stored in the heart of matter, all around us, yet out of reach until recent years. Now man has learned to split the atom, to harness atomic fission. Today and tomorrow throughout the world Atomic power plants will generate vast quantities of electrical energy for our modern cities, industries, homes, and farms. Power to distill pure water from the encircling oceans. Power to irrigate the deserts till they grow abundant food. Power to free cities of dirt and smog. Power that will hasten progress for all mankind. But now man dreams of making power by joining atoms together. He looks up at the nuclear storm in space, the sun. Where atoms joining together, fusing, are creating energy so boundless it staggers the imagination. Here is the challenge of the future, nuclear fusion process by which the sun and stars achieve their tremendous energy. If man could create and control his own sun power, he could produce a limitless supply of energy. Today, this goal is on the distant horizon, but scientists in government and industry have taken the first steps. And you are about to see a demonstration of actual equipment used by General Electric scientists ...to study controlled nuclear fusion. The dream that may wake up tomorrow.
0: Ladies
6: and gentlemen, please move this way and down the ramp. We invite you now to see this beginning. The first step toward the achievement of controlled nuclear fusion. This way, please. At the bottom of the ramp you will see an actual demonstration. A man-made sun created under laboratory conditions by scientists of the General Electric Research Laboratory. There is no cause for alarm. The demonstration is completely safe. There is no danger whatsoever. Please move down the ramp as far as you can go. Thank you.
2: In case you're wondering, Uncle Orville was played by none other than Mel Blanc, the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. And that's the story of how the Carousel of Progress started. Next time, we'll talk about what happened after. So that's my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps.